welcome back to the show that has EC3, Eric Young, and the Viking Raiders on it. Yes, that's right, they're all actually on this show. It's Pro Grapplers! Introducing first, I am opening the door so someone, anyone, can just come and challenge me. Anybody? I am amazed in Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is celebrating this weekend with marriage and a shiny new title. He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. I'm King Maxwell? Yes. Well, I'd, I'd, I wrote that message before the actual title change happened, so I, I was Drake Maverick. But yeah, as, as we know now, uh, he got rolled up at his wedding and uh, Truth won the title back and... I don't know if he loaned it to Maxel, King Maxel of the uh, the House Hardy, or if uh, he stole it and he is the champion. I I, I kind of like the idea of Matt Hardy running through the halls with King Maxel on his shoulders, <laughs> trying to get them to chase him across the country. Uh, so they actually had a feud that dated back to TNA between King Maxel, who was at like two at the time, and Rockstar Spud. So there is precedence for this. King Maxel holds a victory over Drake Mac. Over Drake Maverick. Yeah, and uh, with them with them establishing that EC3 and Drake Maverick are still friends and best friends, he says, you know, you're going to be my best man at my wedding. I think when they're in the elevator together, we we are getting some of that backstory. So maybe it's maybe it'll bleed over and the King Maxwell, because I I don't think King Maxwell has actually appeared on WWE television as a character at least. Like he, you know, maybe it was like backstage with him one time and he was holding him but that's just his kid he wasn't actually king maxwell so i i don't know if they're gonna bring that through i they have nice pockets of dumb weird stuff right now with bray wyatt and uh with the 24 7 stuff just in general that it it absolutely could slot in there and yeah they've made a spot for that so which is good this is what they've needed Honestly, with the exception of the uh, Firefly Funhouse, the 24-7 has been a highlight of WWE for the last month. Until this week that we're going to talk about where things actually kind of got okay. The 24-7 was a shining beacon of, oh yeah, this is why I watch wrestling. Wrestling can be fun. I I agree. It it started off as something I I had no faith in because they... usually drop the ball on stuff like this or somebody they overbook it and instead it seems like it's been given the the bray wyatt and the new day spot of okay we're just gonna let these guys do what they do you got ideas bring them to us we're just gonna this is gonna be a playground because obviously we're we're doing the important stuff over here you guys go have fun and it's like oh okay well i want to watch the fun you guys are sucking ass on the other stuff so (laughs) and of course my other intro uh was referring to um Poor, poor Alistair Black. <laughs> Relegated now to just opening the door of the dark, dark room that he's in, screaming at someone to come wrestle him. I would like to wrestle! It's just... I, I have to think they don't have anything for me, so just keep me off of TV would be a better idea than what he's doing right now. I'm sure I'll still love him when he comes back and finally wrestles and uh, maybe even destroys, you know, a top name and gets right to the top of the card. I don't know where this is going, but for right now, he is just sad. 
And when uh, when Apollo Crews came looking for Zelina Vega and was looking for Andrade, I'm just like, why don't you ask her where her husband is? <laughs> her actual yeah. legit non kayfabe hub husband. She's obviously not good at keeping track of people. No, no, she lost Andrade and has no idea where her husband. I mean, her her husband's locked in this room. He finally figured out how to open the door. Okay, this is the backstage gimmick I want: Selena Vega, the person loser, and she's just walking around <laughs> like I have like four people I need to keep track of. She can't find Andrade. She can't find Alistair Black. She can't find like uh, Apollo Cruz or. Uh, Xavier Woods, she's just like got this list of people like, okay, I know I put Andrade behind the bleachers, but now he's not there. He got out. You uh, Okay, I'm calling a whistle. I'm blowing a whistle on this because you just made this entire fun thing, Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, everyone at home, have you seen Andrade? Yes! Where Where is he? <laughs> Back behind the bleachers. But I already looked there. You saying behind the trash can? No. Yeah, that's uh, I, that that can work in the Firefly Funhouse. Maybe she just all of a sudden Dude. just opens a door one time and ends up in the Firefly Fun, and she's just like, "Oh, I don't want to be here." <laughs> Brace and they're like, "Let me in," and she just slowly closes the door. Abby the witch, you're no. Brace right. already escaped. We established this Monday. I think I I think what they what that was about was that Bray's gone. He's loose, like he he did the whole. It, it, it see, that seemed like that might be the last fun house. It it didn't burn down, which you know kind of would have been fitting since you know things he likes tend to burn. But it it seemed like the way they ended that was you know they showed the fiend a little bit more and he he like phased out of existence. So I I think I think he's gone. I think he's he's coming. And I, I certainly hope so because I think we've run, we've run our course. It's fun. You've shown us that you've, you've done a new thing and you've done a great job with it. Now let's actually do something yep. with it and don't be, don't Matt Hardy or, uh, fashion, fashion, fashion oh, files. Wow. Fashion files. God, I was, I was trying to get their, their, their name together and it's and just Brizongo, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, let, let let let's start with Bray now. Let let's move on, uh, which seems like where they're going with that. And outside of even the Firefly Funhouse, I thought, and as you mentioned, uh, I thought Raw was a solid show this week. They had some really good uh, bits. I'm still not excited about stomping grounds, really, just because there's a lot of rehash matches. Uh, but they did a great job with what they had, and I I think. You know, little bits like the revival, you know, walking back to the VIP area to hang out with Shane and Drew the entire episode uh, and Elias. And, you know, that that then shows Roman Reigns how to get back there. So when he wants to run back there and destroy them, he's like, oh, I know how to get back here because I saw that on TV earlier. I was watching. Take this. And yeah, just little little bits like that are, are enough to make me think, you know what, this is a... a, a, a cohesive show instead of what the hell have you done here? Why is Shane beating everybody again? Oh, I, honestly, the uh, the bit where uh, Drew McIntyre beat up I can't think of any wrestlers' names today. Heath, Heath Slater. Slater. Yeah, that was some of the best. Former former band yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was It was long-term storytelling, but it was good heat. Like, that whole thing was some of the best heat that I've felt in a long time. Like, you're beating up your formal bandmate who just is trying to take care of his family. You're a dick. 
And that's what you're supposed to feel about Drew McIntyre right now. It was so effective. It was so good. Like that. It made him look tough. It made him look strong. It made Heath Sater look sympathetic. It made anyone who's going to fight Drew McIntyre look like a hero. It was perfect. And then Shane McMahon came and sweated all over it, but whatever. Well, that's all he can do at this point. I mean, he he sweat walking back to that VIP room. Like, he was bursting with sweat by the time he got back there. There's a reason uh, they only invited so many people so the body heat wouldn't make it too sweaty that Vince Mc, or that Shane McMahon wouldn't just yeah. slide out of his shirt again. So, you know. Guys walk in, you can just see their breath. It's like, whoa, dude, what's the AC like in here? <laughs> It's like, we haven't really, it's just like, no, an ixnay on the, the, shh, shh, on the AC. Don't say anything. This is just how the world <laughs> is. For the... is don't, if you want part of this amazing now. spread, you have to lie about temperature. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like that bit uh, and watching Roman get, you know, get some on all of them and actually getting Shane in the ring. I thought his, his jump over the, the wall to get Shane was a, a fun moment. So yeah, I, I, I actually f- enjoyed that for the first time. Now, when they did SmackDown, they reversed everything and had Shane, you know, get his win back and whatever else. So I well, cause don't know where they're going with it for stomping grounds, but they have to the have stuff less the than, person who's going to win at stomping ground or win at the pay-per-view lose at the go-home show. That's just how they do. Well, that's not always that. That's not the rule necessarily, and I they could go against that. But I I don't see Roman Reigns losing that match. I. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why you would do that. I, because Roman Reigns Drew, is already back to his "I win everything" ways. He's not though. He he he's lost matches. Like he's lost. He he's not the Superman that he was before. Which, you know, let's just do something different with him. Let's do something different with all those guys. After this, let's just start somewhere else. Have Shane fight the Miz for the final time at have SummerSlam. Shane let's build go that. away. Yes, absolutely, but we have to. Somebody has to put him away. So I, I, Miz should be the one to do it at yeah, this point. Okay. Um, I the fun match for the the five way at the start of Raw for the U.S. title contendership. Uh, when Cesaro calls for the three six the six thirty from Ricochet, it really felt like the like they're establishing the new bar moment. Like when he actually, you know, tells the guy that he's been fighting for it seemed like forever to do something, and he's just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's that, that that is my move. That should put away this big man." I, yeah, it it felt like the first moment of, "Oh, these guys are gonna be teammates someday." The little bar. <laughs> the but yeah, just the, the new bar, the bouncy I bar. I don't, uh, I don't think that's a thing. The high bar, high bar. Yeah, that's a thing. You jump the high yeah. bar. I think that's what they call it. I don't know. I will say that uh, uh, I saw a photo this week of Seamus, and he is shredded. He has dropped like 40 pounds. Oh, he, if, if you haven't been following his fitness YouTube account, it's actually amazing. He is. I have not actually watched any of them. They keep popping up as like suggested videos for me, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch Seamus work out. Thank you very it's much. It's actually really. <laughs> I've watched a bunch of them, and I've actually done some of the workouts, some of the ones that's actually a full workout where he's like, yeah, me and Jinder Mahal are going to be doing some high-intensity cardio. And I'm like, okay, I'll do cardio with Jinder Mahal in my garage. It's actually like a good workout. And then sometimes he hangs out with Selena Vega. So, you know, everybody wins. That That is a win. Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders are back. They got to be on two different shows. One we watch and one we barely know exists. So they did They did actually have uh, a longer match on main event. Oh. <laughs> Why did I watch main event, you ask? 
because there was a uh, I saw online somewhere that uh, Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan had a match and Sarah Logan sent Dana Brooke into the turnbuckle Goldberg style and busted her wide open. And you expected them to show that match on main event? I didn't know what I would see, but I thought I'd watch just in case. And I don't know what they did. I don't know if that happened and they said, okay, we have to, we can't show any of that match. Just do a different match because it was Natalia versus Sarah Logan. And they never mentioned anything about Dana Brooke. Any, so I don't, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if they just, and then they, but then they showed, uh, uh, a YouTube video later in the week, like from yesterday on Friday of Dana Brooke saying, you know, Sarah got one up on me, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to show her a side I've never shown before. And it's like, okay, but that match didn't actually happen. <laughs> like what's you're confusing us all. And also, yeah, I get it. It's a confusing thing for main event, So nobody cares, but I, she, it, from the photo I saw, she was very blunt. Yeah, like she it looked like, rough. Yeah. It was not like a little, little bit it was like and, and but she i mean she looks like cognizant like she's you know walking out with the trainer just blood all over her head yeah that's the thing with face injuries but, they're hard to tell how bad they actually are because sometimes it, you just get cut on your head and you bleed like you're gonna die and you're actually fine so hopefully it was something like that i don't know yeah yeah i uh had a friend in high school who's fa- went face first into the corner of the uh case for the uh fire extinguisher and it was it was metal and sharp, and it, I mean it cut him pretty good. But he was like he was literally the crimson mask, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, is he gonna die?" <laughs> and he had to go to the hospital and got like you know like three stitches, and was like, "Oh, I'm fine now." But yeah, there's blood everywhere. It was it, it it was like that. So yeah, he was fine. So I'm sure she'll be fine. I'm not uh, sure. Hopefully, hoping. no concussions. Well, yeah. Uh, and uh, so concussions are coming into play for Alexa Bliss, or they did rather, because they kept her out of action. She seems to be okay now. Like they're they're putting her back in a wrestling role because they've cleared her. Like they've said, you know, that we've we've monitored her. She gave an interview where she talks about you know going to talk to somebody. I think it was in Philadelphia. That's an expert and like learn about concussions and everything because she never had one before. And she's like, I I feel like I need to know this before I you know say I can go back into the ring because I don't want to you know end up like somebody who maybe didn't look after it the right way and ends up with, you know, debilitating injuries later in life or whatever. So it seems like she's cleared and she is wrestling again. So, I mean, there's a possibility she would take the title off of Bailey. I hope she doesn't. I think Bailey can still do a lot with that. I think, uh, heels and anybody else chasing her for that title on SmackDown or wherever the hell it is (laughs) at this point, uh, could do good things. will only good do good things for her. So, I I do think that Bliss had an awesome promo against her on SmackDown. Like she she ethered her with truth. Well, and and, and, and not that truth. <laughs> uh, I, I and I thought Bailey did a, a, a decent job responding. It was one of Bailey's better. It felt more real than a lot of her promos. Um, the uh, I I do think Bailey's going to win this one because first off, then both championships would be on Raw. That'd be weird. I think they want to wash all of the last Alexa Bliss Bailey. F- feud out of our minds in which they just completely destroyed Bailey and made her too dumb to use a stick and it was just bad so this should put that to rest and we can also get to the next step of Alexa Bliss turning into Nikki Cross which I need so bad there's no more turning into Nikki yes, Cross I want uh, I, I want them to swerve us instead of Nikki Cross turning into Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss turns into Nikki Cross because there's no coffee and she goes crazy. 
I like, uh, I think it was Brandon Stroud had the theory that uh, Nikki has actually been manipulating all this from behind, from behind the scenes. And she's the one that's been like, you know, directing them towards each other. And she's going to, you know, reap the rewards and eventually become champion because she's, you know, she's actually a mastermind. And we think she's just this, you know, simple minded. I just want to be friends with everybody that, that, that would, that would be fun. Like that would be a fun new thing for Nikki cross. Cause right now the only thing she has going is I'm Alexis friend and I trust her implicitly. Yeah. They, she needs to either change. Something needs to change because her wrestling style and her character don't match anymore. Cause she still wrestles no. like she's yeah, psycho. Well, yeah, she comes out as the, doing the psycho thing, but it feels like I'm, I'm putting on this character for my fr- good friend Alexa. And if she tells me to stop, I will stop. And it's like, that was never her thing. Like, her, she she literally seemed like they t- let her off of, like, a leash when they came out for Sanity. Which was And awesome. she was like, yeah, she would, like, bite the ropes and, like, run at them and, and almost hurt herself to the point where she was doing playing the character. And I, yeah, I kind of miss those days. I kind of wish that was the, the Nikki we had back or... You know, Tasmanian Devil Nikki, but I don't know. I, like I said, I, th- I think Bailey retains here. I don't think Alexa needs the title right now, and I, I don't know if it furthers the Nikki, Nikki, Alexa Bailey stuff. Then you know, maybe chase into SummerSlam. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, Seth had an awesome match with Daniel Bryan that they overbooked the crap out of on Raw. I don't know why they felt the need to do a run in with everybody and then kick everybody out of the ringside area and then do the match and thus waste like five, 10 minutes with the commercial break and everything. But uh, we still got a good match out of it. That's fine. I guess I, we didn't, I, I didn't expect Daniel Bryan to beat Seth Rollins going into the pay-per-view where he's going to defend the title anyways. But I, I mean, Daniel Bryan wrestles blank is never a bad match. Yeah. So Seth uh, now goes to face Corbin, who uh, <laughs> I I like the whoever you choose for your special guest referee, I will just beat the crap out of with a chair. <laughs> but then when it's EC3 is the first guy, I'm like, man, we just got to a point where EC3 might get to do something. I know. It's <laughs> just wailing on him with you a chair. Broke I did. EC3, man. He broke him so much that they weakened at Bernie's with him. <laughs> I, I don't love that being his only role on the show right now, uh, his biggest role so far on Raw, arguably. But, uh, you know, the, the New Day picking him up and shaking him around to answer questions is, it's funny. And also he did, you know, he did a good job with being a corpse, I think. So, hats off to EC3, I guess. And then Eric Young, you know, says, <laughs> says like, I don't think I want to be your referee. That, that sounds like a bad idea. I saw what just happened to the last guy. And then Seth, I... I need to go back and watch the footage because I feel like Seth did not have a chair and he literally conjured it out of thin air. Like, I feel like he didn't have a chair on him and he you know, tells Eric, no, no, we're, we go back. You know, it's cool. It's cool. I, I wish you a good luck on Sunday. And then just a, a chair just comes out of nowhere so he can beat the crap out of him with it just to fulfill his promise. Yeah, that guy's crazy. <laughs> he has chair power. He has uh, Excalibur's hit, or King Arthur's f- sacred chair that he found buried in the ground somewhere, and now he can summon it to his hand. The Chair of Omens, come to me. So, yeah, Eric Young gets uh, owned, and so we, we have no ref going into it. Do you have any guesses as to who will be the guest ref? Like, any... I, I There's nobody really story-wise that makes sense at this point. Like, everybody doesn't like Corbin, but they'll be, you know, special ref. There's nobody that really hates Seth either that I can think of 
that doesn't already have a role somewhere else on the show. Brock Lesnar. I would love if they got another new guy and just said, no, this guy is going to be your special ref. Because, Brock Lesnar? You know, whatever. Brock that, Lesnar? See, that's the one that makes the most sense. But Brock Lesnar? I, I, I don't see Brock Lesnar showing up at something called Stomping Grounds. Like, I, 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 I believe in him so little and his ability to just, you know, do a show just because... That I, I really don't see him showing up until... Summer so summer. what I would like to... Or maybe the, the Raw after uh, Extreme Rules, maybe. So that's entirely possible. I could totally see that, um, which would make sense. They could do uh, Paul Heyman, and he just comes out with a uh, piece of paper that says, I, Brock Lesnar, will kill you if you beat up Brock Lesnar. It's got a bloody handprint as a signature at the bottom or something like that. So that's a way you could do it. Or you start the match with no guest referee and there's like, what's going to happen? Who's going to say ring the bell? Lights go out. Lights come back on. Bray Wyatt. If the first thing they did with Bray Wyatt from being, you know, new demon, whatever, is having to be a special referee, they failed it. No, no. So it's, it's, it's not the demon. It's not the fiend. It's Bray Wyatt. And he's just in his... He, it's a sweater. So he's dressed in like a sweater vest. a sweater vest with stripes. Yeah. And he's like, okay, kids, we're going to have a good match. And everyone's going to be fair. And then... Uh, Mid-match, he turns into the Fiend and well, actually eats Seth's face well, off. Seth's going to get mad at him for something. <laughs> he's going to start beating him up with a chair. And lights are going to go out. He's going to come back. There's no referee. And then they're like, well, I guess we can't finish the match. And then... For the next few weeks, uh, everything Seth does is being hunted by the fiend. I mean, I like him being put in immediate, immediately in a main roster or a, a upper roster feud. Uh, sure, that works. It's not going to happen. It's most likely going to be I, I, Brock Lesnar is the only one that makes sense, but I just don't see him showing up. So I, I don't know. I, Paul, Paul Heyman would make sense, and also. You know he's always around, so it's hell. He's the only guy there to tell us Brock Lesnar could be here. He may be cashing in tonight, which is the lamest use of money in the bank ever. Like I liked when you know he was looking at the con or uh, yeah, they had the contract and he said you know up to a year after, and he's like a year. I have a year, and he just leaves, just like screw this. I'm going home. That that was the the most true to Brock Lesnar. Now thinking, oh, he could be here any moment. He could be coming to take Seth's title it's like no he's not he's Brock Lesnar we know nothing has changed there we're not that dumb um uh yeah like I said Smackdown just outside of the the Bliss Bailey promo and uh Heavy Machinery getting announced for their their first pay-per-view match is going to be for titles which is interesting uh they'll be fighting Brian and Rowan I I I don't see them being the two to carry a tag division yet and that's not saying much about... I, I know the tag divisions on Raw are basically useless at this point anyways, but they also teased us with AOP. AOP showed up for just a brief backstage kind of comedy moment, but they were there, and we've seen the Viking Raiders again recently. So, I mean, we could absolutely just have these both tag divisions take off at any moment. Hell, they had the Good Brothers try and win a match against the Usos because AJ Styles told them they sucked. That, that frustrated me. Yeah, that, that was, I, they should have done something with so it. So I just, the only thing I can hope is they come out to something else next match and they've got paint and uh, their, their faces all painted. They come out, 
uh, Gallows just says something, and Anderson grabs the mic and she's like, I've got a hot Asian wife and I'm going to kick your ass. Slams it down and they absolutely destroy people for a while. Like, that's what they need to do at this point. I think I'm more cynical. I think it's just because they have the Japan show coming up where they're going to be the Bullet Club mm-hmm. again and yeah. Triple H has to join them. I want to be in the so Bullet they, Club. Yeah, it's, I've got to complete my... Uh, i got to list off all the, the clubs slash teams I want to join. I'm, it's going to be the... I was in the Shield. I was in Evolution. I was in the Bullet Club. Now I'm going to put on a wig and I'm going to be with the, the the golden whatever they're called over in Japan. Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. What do they call themselves? Uh, I don't. Isn't it golden something? I don't actually know. I am ignorant of those wrestlers, as you can tell. But I, I swear they call themselves the golden, the golden. The golden children? No, it's not that. I, I don't know. We need a fact checker on the show. <laughs> My tablet is being used for other things right now. I need a, need a voice-activated phone. Here, I have one right here. I can ask it. No, that's not going to work. Um, Yeah, I, I think that uh, Lynch and Evans is also another match that they... that That's just gone... That build has gone nowhere for me the last few weeks, so I, I don't really care about that one. I want to see Becky Lynch retain, because Becky Lynch should always retain at this point. But... I mean, do they finally crown Lacey Evans and have her move forward as head of the division on Raw? That Does Becky go back to SmackDown? Like, does she just get to float because she's the eternal wild card? Like, I I just, I don't care about Lacey Evans yet. Like, I, it, it was weird having them make, uh, have her say that she's a, a former Marine because that only gets, you know, a face heat. Not heat, but, you know, a face pop. Which is kind of what it did, so it's like that. I don't know. It's it's just I, weird. I actually like where Lacey Evans is at right now. I think she has established a character. She has a character. She has a gimmick. She has a style. I I mean, she's not perfect. She's got a lot of, of room to grow, but I I think she's fine. I think she's in a good place. I I don't think she's gonna win. She shouldn't win. But yeah, I just I unless maybe like. You know, so, no, Nia Jax isn't ready to return. I was going to say, maybe like a returning star comes back and interferes and gets involved in this situation. And they feud with Becky Lynch, I don't know. But I, I honestly can't think of anybody because Amber Moon's on SmackDown and is really mad about having her switch broken. Mm-hmm. Asuka's uh, got to be a pirate. Yes. Which makes... Yes, in Japan. He's so... S- for a non-title yeah, match. They're going to destroy that, them in that match and then lose the title oh, match. Yeah. Makes me sad. Although the, the back down showdown where... Or face-off where Kyrie Sane and Asuka say iconic was perfect. Yes. Yeah. And Paige. Yeah. But, but I, I, they, 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 I don't. They all got to do the thing. Uh, I don't I don't think that's true. I think I think the, the Kabuki Warriors are going to win that match. I think they will win the titles. I don't think I, the Iconics having them at this point is... It's fun. and But when you do all the fun stuff, mostly off-camera... Like, so much on SmackDown. I, I will mention on SmackDown, so Kevin and Sammy, who, good God, should be the best team you have in the entire company right now because they're just such good friends. They're so good at being smarmy assholes about the whole thing. Uh, they have wrestled two matches. They boot both matches. On SmackDown, they actually lost the match. Like, Kofi comes in and gets the first fall out of the two, uh, two out of three falls. Uh, gets it right off the bat. The only way that makes sense is if you know that Kevin cut a, a, a promo the entire commercial 
uh, on them and saying, you know, like now it's time for us to, they, they try to leave. And then the refs tell them, no, you have to go for the match. And like, fine, let's just go in there and win this match real quick. And then we'll leave. And so then, you know, Kofi gets the first fall and it's great comeuppance, but we don't know that when they come back from commercial and he just kicks him in the face. Like, they're doing so much stuff off camera now that they expect everybody to know, but that didn't actually air, didn't show up on YouTube or whatever until like a day or two later. So it, it's a lot of that stuff is just so disjointed and I'm no longer of the mind of like, oh, they have a plan for this. They know what they're doing. It's like, no, they. I don't think they do. And that just sucked. It was just Sammy and Kevin losing for reasons. Yeah, I'm really frustrated with how they're treating my boys. My Canadian boys, my beautiful Canadian boys, they're going to be ruined again. They've never been right, so run through the- unruined together. No, I mean, they had, they had a fun uh, run where they, you know, got to be the on the talk show together and just kind of at, really just asked questions of people and didn't actually wrestle. They just, you know, they were fun. And I, I think that could be a fine spot for them right now because they don't really have anything for them title-wise and or feuds. And it's just, yeah, just let them have fun. Stop doing this. Uh, real quick, the rest of the card. Uh, Kingston Ziggler, do you care and who will win? I'm honestly trying to decide if I care. It's an interesting question. Okay, you don't. If you have to decide if you care, no, you don't. I don't care. Um, it's, yeah. I, I, I'm sure it'll be a great match. I love a good steel cage match from time to time. But uh, no, I don't care. It's. I mean, Kofi Kingston's going to win again. I I honestly don't know who could dethrone Kofi Kingston. I'm afraid it's going to be Shane McMahon. But like, you need an uber heel to take that title from him at this point. And it's not Dolph Ziggler. Drew McIntyre, maybe. Uh, Samoa Joe, if they could figure out what they're doing with him, but that would require a lot of build at this point. It would also require Joe to lose his title because he's already got well, one. He, he loses things all the time. They, they haven't protected Samoa Joe at all. Okay, well, they're going there next. Uh, Joe Ricochet. Sounds like you think Joe is losing. I don't, Ricochet, no, I don't think he I is. I agree with. I don't think because he needs to join the high bar, but uh, they could do that. This is the match I'm really looking forward to. This one should be fun. It's contrasting styles. Two performers I really, really like. Uh, it, it makes sense. There are stakes, but they're not like grandiose and overblown. It's It should just be a good match. I unfortunately have no confidence in Joe pay-per-view matches. Like something, he, he gets a cut and they have to end the match early or he loses with a like the quickness, like five seconds. I I do not see him coming out of this match. I hope it goes longer. I hope Ricochet, they get some time to actually make this an amazing match that it should be. But uh, I see Joe dropping the title because that's what Joe does, like you said. And then he goes on. He he goes on unscathed into his next feud, where it doesn't seem like it hurt him at all. That's just Samoa Joe's way on the main roster. It seems like uh, the cruiserweight championship. I am actually really looking forward to because we've got Nice Gulak and Tazawa in a triple threat. I fully expect this to be on the kickoff, but I also expect it to be an amazing match. Yeah, this should be fun. Um, I like these guys. Do some flippies. Gulak especially. No, Tozawa especially. Well, I if you want the high-flying stuff, yes. If you want just killer wrestling, then Gulak and Nice, you know, has a good mixture of both, I think. So, I, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm ready for a new champ. I don't think Nice really... 
I don't know. I like him being champ just because it gives him something to do. Because Tony Nese without the title is really kind of mid-card 205 live at best. And that's not great. So, I don't know. I don't know who wins that match. Gulak, I hope, because I love Drew Gulak. And I want only good things for him. Uh, Reigns McIntyre we already talked about. So, Big E and Xavier versus Kevin and Sammy. Do you see Kevin and Sammy getting their win back? Or... No. I mean, do I want? Yes. Should they? Absolutely. Will they? No. My beautiful Canadian boys, I've already lamented about this. You have. I just wanted to see if if you thought maybe there, there was a chance they could possibly come away with a quick win or something. I... Yeah. I, I don't think it really means anything towards the, like the rest of the Stomping Grounds card or show, but yeah, I don't I don't think Sammy and Kevin win this one, unfortunately. They... It'd be great if they lost and used this as like fire to fuel them towards whatever's next for them. Cause they, d- they did have a quick, a quick moment on SmackDown. I think where they're like, why are we doing this? Like, why, why do we keep doing this for Shane? Like, wh- do you like him? No, I don't like him. <laughs> why do we do this? We hate him. <laughs> so, uh, carry that through, uh, find your, find your true purpose, Kevin and Sammy. Uh, real briefly want to mention the, uh, non-main roster shows. Uh, they're good. Uh, they, they were still good watching, but, uh, not, I mean, 205 Live builds towards stomping grounds because that's where we're getting the title shot or the title match. Uh, Brian Kendrick put, did a squash match. It was weird. He did like enhancement talent and it was the guy that was on SmackDown. So he was on two different shows. I mean, he's technically on one show since, you know, they tape one after the other, but it, it was weird to have him on post shows. And uh, Oni Lorcan beat uh, Arya Davari in a, another fun match. So those are the matchups he missed there. If you wanted to watch that show. NXT UK is coming to us from Download Fest, which they mention uh, the heavy metal must have driven away Nigel McGuinness, who is the one half of the commentary on that team. Uh, so Aiden English is instead doing commentary, and it, it's fine. Imperium show up to talk about how dominant they are, and they, they have matching outfits. They have matching track suits. They have their names on them and everything, so that that was nice. I thought they, they, they dressed appropriately. That's all you need. Literally all it takes to be a team. Matching outfits. That's why we've been so unified all this time. No one knows we have matching tracksuits. Super do not. We wear t-shirts and he wears a hat. That That is our outfit for this podcast. <laughs> um, And no pants. Uh, we have the wrestling gear in that, in that regard. Uh, Gallus put an end to the hunt. But Dave Mastiff might be joining to make it more of an even fight, so we might get all of Gallus versus the Hunt and Dave Mastiff. And I mean, if they want to run with that into Takeover Cardiff or whatever, that that that's fun. I'll watch that. Yeah. And the women had their first battle royal, where the woman the woman that came out on top was to have a future title opportunity, and that went to Kaylee Ray, who has only been with the promotion for like a month. <laughs> so. Uh, congrats to her and thumb of the nose to everybody else who's been trying so hard to win the title these past god months. Has it been a year since NXT UK became a thing? I feel like it's probably been close to a year. Uh, probably not quite yet, but something like that, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, in NXT, the Undisputed Era rightfully get to celebrate, uh, well, celebrate Adam Cole. They say they're going to be dripping with gold again, and they're obviously not yet, so... Adam Cole gets to celebrate, and then uh, we set up 
him strong and O'Reilly. No, no, it was Fish. Uh, versus Breeze, Dream, and Riddle for the main event, and that was a fun match until Tyler Breeze decided he couldn't get along with Velveteen Dream, and they both ruined the match <laughs> for their team. So maybe we're moving forward with more of that feud. I'm not sure, but uh, they also established that next week we'll start the breakout tournament. And this is guys that have literally never been on the NXT television before in a tournament. And it was almost exclusively uh, Ring of Honor and TNA got, or Impact guys who have now had new names. <laughs> and they will now be wrestling under those names. And I thought it was nice that they actually put little FKAs, like formerly known as, on every one of them. Like, we know you don't know who this guy is, but he used to be this guy. It's like, oh, I know that guy. So I, I did not know any of the guys. <laughs> They're all names that I'm like, nope, uh-uh, never heard of you. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see some new faces. And, uh, I, I think the winner gets a title opportunity at whatever title he chooses. So Kofi Kingston coming for you. I imagine it's probably on NXT. There's only one title on it. I guess there's two titles on NXT now. Yeah. There's North America, which I imagine is what they would have to challenge for. I don't know how they would do a regular Adam Cole versus this guy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that 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 I I guess we could uh briefly mention, well we did mention the twenty four seven shenanigans uh those continue so I I think they got the wedding stuff out of out, out of the way before the stomping ground so they don't actually have to show that on there I hope I'm wrong I hope we at least get to see our truth and Carmella dressed up as <laughs> I don't know anything other than uh, Charlie Chaplin and Grandma George Washington I'm not sure what our truth was supposed to be. <laughs> I think he was just a red coat, you know. But but he had like grandma glasses on and he was holding a baby. I think because he's our truth, I think he combined like three disguises. <laughs> I think that's what he was going for and it's our truth so it works. That that was another fun bit of Smackdown that they did not uh have on the show proper. It was on YouTube. You had to go search it out. Uh our truth and Miz cut a promo together on uh god who were they fighting? They were fighting McIntyre and Elias, I think. And they, you know, Awesome Truth got to reform and they did a fun little bouncing off each other and Miz says something to R-Truth and R-Truth just goes, you know I'm legally insane, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I understand. You know, I, I'm saying all this crazy stuff. You guys have to be the sane ones. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that was fun. If you want to look that up, that was a, a fun little bit. Again, we didn't get to see because you don't get to watch the commercials. Well, Sometimes you get to watch the commercials on SmackDown. You just don't get to hear them. <laughs> if, if, if they want to, us to stop skipping Raw and SmackDown and just watching stuff on YouTube, they should stop putting the best parts of Raw and SmackDown on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Yeah. Or they're trying to up their YouTube presence and convince everybody they need to go watch everything on YouTube because uh, most of AEW at this point exists on YouTube. That's true. They're like, hey, we can do that. Yeah, just all the wrestling on all the YouTubes. Yeah, so that that's that does it for our stomping grounds pre-show, and I there's some stuff I'm excited about, but I, there's nothing I'm really pumped to see. I hope they surprise me with at least a couple of matches. Uh, now I need to see Bray Wyatt being a special guest referee, and that's not going to happen. So I'm going to be disappointed. So. That's the problem with wrestling is you're always disappointed because it's never as good as I would book it. Jason, I'm sorry. Oh, if only that were true in your mind, it is true in my mind. 
What's not in your mind is this episode of Pro Grapplers, because it actually happened. You listened to it, and we thank you for listening. If you liked it, you can subscribe. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. If you'd like to leave us a review, that would be wonderful. We'd really appreciate that. If you like this show, you can listen to our voices on a couple of other shows. We have Digital Strips, where we talk about the hottest web comics of today. And today I learned nothing. You ever have something funny happen to you, and you want to tell the entire internet about it? Get yourself a podcast. That's what we did. You can follow us on Twitter, at P Grapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. I'm individually at Idahobo. We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm amazing, Jason Ziggler. And I remain Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We are kicking ass and taking names, in case we kick too much ass and have to identify you later, here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers.